God is good, isn't he? All the time. I tell you, I don't apologize in advance. I've had the uh, Kentucky crud uh, this entire week. So I, I, as I was sitting there, Donna and I were just talking. I was like, man, I, I, my head's feeling like it's this big. And uh, she goes, it'll be taken care of. You know, Ron, I was sitting there, my ears popped open. And I guess that means that's a good sign from the Lord. So if I still uh, uh, clear my throat, I apologize in advance. Well, first and foremost, I just want to say a big Asbury greeting. I know Donna already greeted you, but I'm extremely excited. How many people are here that are non-residential students? So, so. Welcome. We are excited. I do mean that honestly. We are thrilled, actually, to have you on our campus. It is uh, something that we have been working on passionately for quite some time of how do we keep engaging uh, our non-residential students in community. That's important to us. It's not just something we use and say, but it's actually part of our DNA here at the seminary. And so this is just one way of many ways that Donna Covington and her team will be working with to engage our non-residential students even more into our community and into our culture. When Donna asked me originally to speak, I honestly said no. And uh, it's not because I didn't want to, it's as much as it's this. We just finished our, our, our busy season here at the seminary. And uh, if you know anything about enrollment management, this is when everything kind of comes to a head. But at the same time, I felt compelled that it was the right timing to come up and, and share a little bit of my heart and a little bit of the reason of the why I'm here at Asbury. But at the same time, to do this in 15 minutes, I find almost, almost impossible. So Donna said I had two hours, and so get ready for one of the best lectures of your life. It's going to be a good one. But no, seriously, we've been working on uh, many different themes this year related to the means of grace. And, and as you heard from Donna Covington earlier, this is something that's near and dear to our hearts. If you would have been at our new student orientation, you would have heard Donna speaking at her devotion about the, our focus for people being here at seminary need to be on the people we're actually going to be ministering to in the years ahead. It's not just about our own self-betterment. You would have heard from Dr. Tennant at our opening chapel that he would rather be a fool on fire for God than a scholar on ice. Last week, you would have heard from Dr. Martin, as he mentioned, Christianity is never a me, but Christianity is always a we. As the Vice President of Enrollment Management, one of the things I get to do is actually create slogans for the seminary that we use in our marketing materials. Our current one actually came from one of Dr. Tennant's sermons. Let me read it to you. It basically is this, is that he challenges with the notion of tempting something so big that unless Christ intervenes, failure is inevitable. See, the idea of attempting something big isn't about self-promotion. It's not about pride, and it's not about success. Instead, it's about learning to trust in God and lead into, leaning into the things that he has for us. Just like in the book of Jonah, we see Jonah struggled to listen to God's calling on his life. In fact, he went the total opposite direction when God told him to go to Nineveh. During his journey, we saw him thrown from a boat, swallowed by a well, and finally decided to accept the call that God had on his life. 
God continually showed his love for Jonah and ultimately for the people of Nineveh. But that's not the reason why I was sharing that with you. What's interesting about the story is that it just didn't end there. Instead, it talks about after Jonah shared the message, he showed his humanness and became angry with God for sparing the Ninevites from destruction. I wonder. I wonder if, if God was trying to remind all of us through Jonah's journey that just because we're obedient and follow God's direction for our lives, it does not necessarily mean our hearts will always be aligned with His. The bottom line is, God wanted Jonah's actions and his heart. It's not about us, but about living in such a way that God is glorified through our lives. One of our esteemed past faculty members here was a professor by the name of Dr. Robert Mulholland. And in his book, Invitation to a Journey, he talks about formation as being a process of being conformed to the image of Christ for the sake of others. He understood that true formation is not about us. It's not about us. But it's about those around us. And I think without stretching what his thoughts were too far, he was actually talking about community. So why is community so important, you ask? You didn't ask, but I'll tell you anyhow. Thanks for asking, because community is one of the key components to our journey towards our transformation into Christ-likeness. Whether we want to admit it or not, our attitudes, our perspectives, the ways of we relate to others, our methods of responding to our circumstances, our self-image, even our own understanding of God, have all been shaped by the destructive values and dehumanization structures of the world's brokenness, according to Dr. Mulholland. The bottom line is that we can be extremely successful. We can be deeply theological. But if our hearts are misaligned with God, we'll miss all he has for us. As Dr. Martin preached this past week in chapel, it's easy for us to become isolated and insulated from all that God has for us. What would it look like if we committed ourselves to forming relationships and setting ourselves apart to a community so sold out to the kingdom that we put our own selfish needs aside and we look to what others might need before serving ourselves? How many of you remember a popular TV show that was on MTV called The Real World? You remember that? Do you remember the tagline? This is the true story of what happens when people stop being polite and start getting real. What happens when the excitement of being at seminary wears off? What do you look like and how do you react when your politeness wears thin and you start becoming real? As Dr. Seaman stated here in chapel a week ago, people don't need more of you, they need more of Jesus. We live in a post Christian world where individualism reigns supreme. And, all, and the only thing pe people are willing to commit to is having things their own way. Our culture does not encourage commitment, not in our marriages, not in our workplace, not in our church, and certainly not holding ourselves accountable to one another. For such a time as this, you have the opportunity to join in a community built upon an uncommon unity in Christ. Let's get real with one another through DNA groups and personal accountability so that we can join in God's mission 
of being the light to the world. As it says in 1 Peter 4, chapter 4, 8 through 11, above all, keep loving one another earnestly, since love covers a multitude of sins. Show hospitality to the one another without grumbling, as each has received a gift. Use it to serve one another. As good stewards of God's varied grace, whoever speaks as one speaks oracles of God. Whoever serves as one serves by the strength that God supplies. Let us not be like the church in Corinth where they allowed personal preference and offense to get in the way of unity. They lost their focus, they lost their purpose, and as a result, they lost the witness and the effectiveness in the world. We must be a different kind of big C church, one that focuses on building community that is girded by a foundation of grace and forgiveness. A church founded in, on people, not buildings, not programs, and not on individuals, but on people willing to be authentic in their life with one another. I challenge you today to search your heart this morning and determine that this year you'll be willing to go all in. Commit yourself to community while you give grace to yourself and to those in this community. If you're going to attempt something so big that failure is inevitable unless God intervenes, it will require you to have a heart of surrender and a spirit of grace. Just like John Wesley, we can create a movement and impact the world by showing an authentic love of God. But God is not just interested in your spiritual well-being. He's interested in our entire life. God's big enough to do both. At the same time, I want to emphasize that this is a process and not just a one-time event. It's a journey that will take place throughout our life. And as I was preparing for today, I was reminded about my preparation for running marathons. It takes time, it takes dedication, it takes a process, a process that must be repeated and repeated and repeated each time I want to run. But just because I had a good run the last time doesn't mean success is guaranteed this time. It takes time. It takes discipline. It takes being willing to commit to something much larger than ourselves. And it can start right here, right now, today. Remember, the journey of transforming our hearts is not a single event, but a lifetime journey. Would you pray with me? We thank you, Lord, that our steps are ordered of you and that we have been called for such a time as this. Lord, help us to eagerly pursue the work you have laid before us. Let us not rely on our own talents and abilities, but let us more importantly seek your face, your wisdom, and your knowledge. This is truly an exciting time here at Asbury Seminary, but we recognize without you and the direction of the Holy Spirit, this institution is nothing more than brick and mortar. So God... Lord, we dedicate ourselves this, in this year and the years to come to you. We pray that you would continue to perfect what you have begun here. Help us to remain focused on you, to continue to make Asbury Seminary a place where head and heart go hand in hand. 
Lord, I pray for every student, every faculty member, and every staff person here today. This is an incredible community, and we thank you for that, Lord. Lord, make us one in spirit and one in you. Help us to remember that we are part of a bigger calling and a community called to serve. It is in his name above all names I pray. Amen.